Welcome inside episode 676 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators began the four-game road trip jumping into the Shark Tank where they hit rock bottom, losing 5-1. 5-1, Pillsy. Ross, this team stinks. I mean, it's Groundhog Day again. We're trying to put lipstick on a pig, talking about another loss here. Spin the lottery machine. Let's start talking about draft prospect profiles. I don't know what to do anymore. We're going to try to dissect it. And after that, I also have to ask Pilsy, is he smashing the panic button just 18 games into the season? All that and more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday. November 22nd, the show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up, subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel, and being a friend by telling a friend, misery loves company. It was unbelievable seeing how many of you were live in the postcast. I think we got up to 150, and it was 1.30 in the morning after what was just a disastrous effort after the first period. Do you want to give a little poetic wax about the first period before we tear this team to shreds. I mean, sure. Let's, let's, let's cling to that little bit of positivity (laughs) we had Ross. And you know what? That was one hell of a first period, like caps off to the Ottawa senators. Congrats. Raise the banner. We won the first period by a score of one to one. And this game looked like, Hey, you know what? Maybe. Just maybe the Ottawa Senators will be able to beat up on one of the worst teams in the league playing their backup goaltender. One win at home for the San Jose Sharks going into last night's game. Very reminiscent to me of the Chicago loss, 5-1, where they started well. Remember last year, they hadn't won a single game out of their first 10. Yeah. Ottawa comes into the United Center, just gets absolutely manhandled. That was an embarrassing last 40 minutes. There's no other way to put it. But, Ross, that's the thing. These Ottawa Senators were the ones that were dominating to start this game. Like, out shooting them, I believe it was 13-3. to uh, I tweeted out the advanced stats. You guys know me. I'm an advanced stats analytics type of guy. And nerd. Yeah, I know. It's a big-time nerd over here. And it was looking good. I felt good. I went to betonline.ag. I live bet the sense, even though every fiber in my being was telling me, you can't keep doing this to yourself. It felt good. It felt good. And then after arguably the best period of the season for your Ottawa Senators, they followed it up with easily the worst period. Like that was just a complete stinker of a period. And the game's over within minutes and you lose all hopes of momentum. And it's it's like midnight and I'm just trying to stay awake. I got the energy drinks going. I'm trying to stay motivated for this game. And all hope was dwindling at that point. And you could see it on the team's face and body language and everything, right? Like they're just like, 
Here we go again. And that's what all Sens fans probably were thinking at the time because, it, I don't know. Before I get off on too much of a rant, Ross, I'll, I'll pass it back to you because uh, I, I'm a dejected Pillsy today, Ross. That is the word of the day, dejected. We got dejected as the word of the day? Go dejected again? Dejected is the word of the day. There is- it is. That, that's a beautiful noise for such a sad, sad word, Ross. Dejected. Sad. <laughs> sad and depressed. Dispirited. Use it in a sentence. He stood in the street looking dejected, thinking about the Ottawa Senators' season. He stood in the streets dejected, but then Lord has presented him with a life raft. And that life raft is the draft simulator. I the life hope- raft for us, Ross, is the is the door in the ocean of the Titanic. And the Sens aren't given any room for anyone to hop on that life raft. That's what it feels like to me. Like, we're, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're on the Titanic and it's sinking and the band is still playing. And we're the band. We're, we're, the, band. we're the ones with the violins being like, <laughs> you know what? This team sucks. It's going to the bottom of the ocean. All you guys are going to die, but we're going to keep entertaining you because it's what we do. It's what we were born to do. And we are doing a 2023 NHL draft lottery simulator, and we are not even 20 games into the season. And the newest acquisition is playing primarily with a guy who's on a professional tryout. I love Derek Broussard. Great guy. Big moments with this franchise in 2017. He was a healthy scratch for the first five games. And you have a guy who has one year left on his contract, is an RFA, is a proven two-time 40-goal scorer, and you're like, hey, you know what I think is going to work? Why don't we put these two attached at the hip together? Like, Josh Norris has played twice as much time with Alex Dabrinkit at 5-on-5 as Tim Stutzler, the guy he was brought in to play with. And Josh Norris has played five games all year and got hurt midway through that fifth game. Unbelievable. And it doesn't get any easier because the Ottawa Senators are heading to Vegas to take on the second-hottest team behind New Jersey, in the entire National Hockey League, my real litmus test here, and the reason why I pull up the tank simulator this early on in the show, we will give it a spin, one spin each. And by the way, last night on the postcast, I mean, we basically announced Connor Bedard to Ottawa. Two out of our three spins at Ottawa drafting first, and their other one second overall. However, Friday afternoon, American Thanksgiving, Thank God it's not Canadian Thanksgiving. I got nothing to give thanks for when it comes to this hockey club right now. <laughs> yeah, Rossi, you know that you know that photo? It's like a, a boomer guy with a Facebook profile picture. It's like an older guy, and he's not smiling. And the comment is, hey, you should smile. And he's like, nope, nothing to smile about. That's us right now. That's nothing us. to smile about. The Anaheim Ducks currently sit two points behind the Ottawa Senators. For dead last in the National Hockey League. The Ducks haven't won a single game <laughs> in regulation. <laughs> and the Ducks are doing their best job to tank. Like, and they're and congrats. Yeah. Like they're killing it. Like no regulation wins in your first 19 games. Like that is damn impressive. And the Ottawa Senators, they went out and they spent Ross, probably more money. This is the no, it is, it has to be the most money they've spent in an offseason in franchise history. Yes. And they're right beside the Anaheim Ducks. 
McTavish and Bedard together would be sweet. But you know what? Now I'm starting to picture Bedard next to Brady Kachuk or Drake Batherson. All these guys, because you're looking at it and what? Just going down the tubes in a hurry. So it's going to be quite the battle. The battles of Bedard between Ottawa and, and Anaheim this Friday afternoon. You know things are down bad when a team has lost eight straight this early on in the season and are still ahead of you in the standings like Buffalo is right now. Buffalo is 7-11 and 11 on the season, have lost eight straight games and sit a point ahead of your Ottawa Senators. All right, let's give it a quick spin and then actually dive in to what happened, what went wrong in this game last night, and what the heck could DJ Smith do? Like, what can you do right now if you're DJ Smith or Pierre Dorian, for that matter, to change the energy around this team? Because any goodwill that was uh, buoyed up, buoyed, buoyed up, um, kept afloat, for lack of a better term, has just been disintegrated over the last little while. All right, Pilsy, here's your spin first, okay? You ready? Let's go. Yes! There it is. Three out of four spins has Ottawa first overall. Buffalo second. Anaheim drops two spots to third. That's what you get for no regulation wins. All right, we're resetting the simulator. What do we got here for me? Chicago jumps up six spots. Ottawa drafts second. All right, so we've done the tank spin a total of five times now. because Are we keeping track officially? No, but I'm just keeping track for today and yesterday. This is just like a rock bottom. Like It's like we get to rock bottom. And we find the simulator there. We're like, okay, well, we got to give it a couple spins here. While we're while we're at the hotel, we may as well, you know, enjoy our stay and, and make some light of it. So last night, two spins first, one spin second. Today, one spin first, one spin second. Like, I don't know if that just tells you where this team's at. Because how many times when Ottawa had third and fifth, we rarely got first. We, we, yeah. we were battling to get first. So this just shows you just how low things are right now for the Ottawa Senators. Currently a 13.5% chance to draft first over all. It's the 30th season in franchise history, and the Ottawa Senators are doing their best inaugural season impression where they could not get a win to save their life. You know what I do when I'm upset, Pilsy? I don't know. I would love to hear that because I need some tips. I stress eat. And when I want to stress eat, I go to Shawarma Palace because I know I'm going to leave satisfied. They never let me down at Shawarma Palace, any of their nine locations. I'm never too far away. And breaking news with Shawarma Palace, exclusively on Uber Eats now if you are looking to order online. So forget about those other delivery services. Uber Eats when you want Shawarma Palace. Otherwise, just head into any of their nine locations. Get that chicken platter. Get that mixed platter, the beef shawarma platter. Pillsy's a big wrap guy. He likes to sit there and take six hours to eat his wrap because he enjoys every last bite of shawarma palace. They leave you satisfied. They leave you feeling full. And it's also good for you as well. You look at all the fresh ingredients that shawarma palaces use. There's no confusion as to why shawarma palace is Ottawa's best eat since 19. 19- 97. When you care about your customers and when you care about the ingredients that you put in, it's only natural that you will build a following. We love Shawarma Palace. You can go and really just achieve that royal appetite that you've been craving over at Shawarma Palace. Senators game days taste better. And now, new slogan alert, the day after Sens games 
taste better at Shawarma Palace because you got to eat those feelings up and there's no better place to do it than Shawarma Palace. Visit them at any of their nine Ottawa locations from Rideau Street to the Carleton uh, University Food Court to Orleans. You're never too far away from a Shawarma Palace. Game days taste better. Game after days. Day after game days better at Shawarma Palace. Go check them out right now. Let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Shoot us a tag on Twitter at Send Central at Shawarma underscore Palace. Love eating some Shawarma Palace to try to feel better. And hey, look, we talked about it. We've been live betting the Sens at betonline.ag. I'm switching things around. May I suggest you bet against your Ottawa Senators? That's I think that's the new uh, the new path they're going to take because then. It's a it's a win-win. If you bet on the Vegas Golden Knights and they win, you win money. If you bet on the Vegas Golden Knights and the God forbid <laughs> the Ottawa Senators win, then maybe you have a shred of happiness. So that is the new game plan here, Ross. Let's guess that line. What do you think the money line is going to be tomorrow night in Vegas? Oh my God! It's got to be uh, Vegas minus two hundred. Got to. I was going to say minus two eighty. Like I think it's it's. <sighs> It's that big. I think Ottawa plus 230, something like that. These teams are so far apart. It's it's not not even close. Yeah. Ottawa it's... made a charade out of the last time they played Vegas, calling that a, a one-goal game. It was 5-1 in the second period. Yeah, that was crazy. And here's the thing. We're guessing at the lines, but you don't have to. Go to betonline.net because they've got all the latest odds, news, scores, player performance props. How bad are the Sens? How favored are the other team? Well, you can find out at the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you're feeling sad or dejected about your hockey gambling, maybe switch over to another sport. Try football. Try basketball. They got golf. World Cup, bet on some ties like Ross, and uh, one game to turn today. things around. One game today, tie. Two ties so far. I'm actually breaking even. We'll update as we continue. Yep, you love to see a good old-fashioned tie. Uh, but you can do that at betonline.net. Guys, it's betonline.net, where the game starts. listening to locked on senators man sense fans are the best listening to this coming to the postcast last night you could be dejected you could be apathetic but you ride with us win lose or draw and we appreciate you for that stay tuned i feel like it's almost time for a giveaway pilsy we'll call it the send special because they've just been giving pucks away in their own zone can we talk about that alex to giveaway on the third goal because let's let's touch on this game in in more depth because after the first period, the Sens are winning 1-1, as we said on the postcast. Shots are 13-3. You're feeling good. The Sens actually score the last goal of the period, which hasn't happened a whole lot this year. Brady, some good battle down below the goal line. He's a guy who you just know is going to bring it night in, night out. He's a guy who is low maintenance. I got no problem with the way Brady Kachuk's been playing. I got problem with a lot of other guys on the team. Not number seven. This guy brought it. Wins a puck battle out front. Tim Stutzla quasi revenge game for him he gets that goal they're tied going into the second period and then the pesky momentum goals pilsy not even two minutes into the second period ottawa can't clear the puck once they can't clear the puck twice and then timo meyer from an impossible angle eric carlson gets the assist on that one but to me 
it's really the Matt Nieto goal that rubbed me the wrong way. Where you're just you just cannot give that puck away if you're Alex Debrinket. Yeah, that is a tough one for sure. Was that the one that makes it um, three? I think one? there's actually yeah. I think there's actually a couple really brutal ones. Uh, the one I'm I believe I'm thinking of is yeah, hurdle where he he just right from the slot. I, I'm pulling up the video right now. I need to take you guys through through this uh, as we saw it, but just all in general, Pilsy, like they're. Their inability to exit their own zone, to me, is is the biggest problem of this team. Yeah, and Zub had another giveaway. I think that was, um, I forget which goal that was. Like, we can't even keep track which giveaways are leading to which goal. So that's where we're at right now. Um, for me, the TSN turning point, though, was that Nieto goal. Because you have, it's 2-1. So you're down 2-1. Still a game. The Ottawa Senators are still in this one. Timmy gets a burst of speed to get past Eric Carlson, who looked, absolutely amazing we can get into that more uh, as well but timmy gets by him low shot kakinen makes a save you, you got to tip your hat there that's a nice save and then play goes the other way the sends turn turn it over and uh, they end up getting a loose puck brady comes back it's a two-on-one he gets a nice shot off again nice save by kakinen blocker save so you just had two grade a chances from arguably two of your hottest guys no not even arguably timmy and brady have been the hottest point scorers on this team and you and can't G. bury either of those. So then the San Jose Sharks come back the other way. And they just throw a sloppy puck on net. And it goes in. And now it's 3-1. And at that point, there's no hope at that point. Because if the Ottawa Senators can't score when it's given to them on a platter, not once, but twice. And then all the San Jose Sharks have to do is just chuck it on net. And you're going to get a goal here. There's no chance. So... That, that, for me, was the big moment, Ross. Okay, I pulled it up. It's the second goal that uh, Dabrinkit had. So, Dabrinkit gets the puck at his own left uh, face-off dot. They haven't cleared three times already. Hamannick and Sanderson have been on the ice for a minute and ten seconds. It's right on, on the graphic, right under the score bug at the start of the second period. They're a minute and ten seconds in. They still haven't had a change. If you're Alex Dabrinkit, you see that Number 24, the, the defenseman, is starting to kind of back off and kind of allow the rush to start. He doesn't want to get caught flat-footed. Instead of just holding onto the puck and skating it, or at least allowing your defenseman to get a change after so many failed clears, he instead, though, sees a streaking Giroux kind of cutting across the middle, and he's like, I'm going to make the risky pass. And it's kind of a, a dumb move when you've got a guy in between you who then just picks it off? Everyone gets caught flat-footed again. And yeah, do you want to, do you want um, Cam Talbot to make a save on on a shot from a left shot forward on the left goal line, like it, almost an impossible angle? It goes five hole. Yeah, but to me, that's just the most deflating goal of the bunch here. Like the third goal, that's the one where Nick Holden's standing in the crease. Like some guys are kind of looking around. Are they going to challenge it? Is it goalie interference? No. Nick Holden thought he strapped on the pads. He was going full Artem Anisimov, strapping on the, the pillows. And instead, he just made it impossible for Cam Talbot to, to kick out a pad or even move into the shot. So that, to me, like, I know when it's 2-1 early in the second, it's not game over at that point. But it just showed every defensive breakdown you could imagine happened on that play. So, yeah, to me, that's that 2-1 goal. And Timo Meyer, your lookout player, eh, yesterday? And, he, he, he looked pretty good himself, but this, the Sens are just gifting pucks 
to the opposition. Like Hamannick, brutal. I, I I'm done defending him. Like there's there's a lot of guys on this team who are below replacement level, and with when you compound that with the injuries they're facing, it just it's so obvious here that this team they could be fun as you said before we started recording, but instead they're sloppy in their own zone and. You mentioned like they look dejected out there, but they're not showing a whole lot of piss and vinegar. Like there's no smash sticks. There's no like taking runs at the other team just out of pure frustration. It just kind of seems like they've settled in to a losing attitude. Like, oh yeah, just going through the motions. You know what? If it doesn't go our way early in the game, it's all good. Like Winnipeg last night gave up three straight goals with the goalie pull. Yeah. One. Yeah. Could you imagine scoring three times all year with the goalie pulled? They did it in four minutes. If that happened to Ottawa, I guarantee you they lose that game. Yeah, Winnipeg, oh, yeah. They're, they're able to just be like, okay, that sucked. We gave up a point to an Eastern Conference team all good. They go out in overtime and get the win. There's no way Ottawa would have the wherewithal to then put that behind them and win the game. They just, they're a fragile group right now. And now the fan base, I feel like, like fed up. And that only puts more pressure on the players, and it's almost a good thing they're out West, but they're playing two of the best teams in the Western Conference now. I'm putting L.A. in that upper echelon now after the after the start they've had. But I just know they're going to lose Friday afternoon to the Ducks. Like That's where I'm at with this team right now. I'm not even worried about Vegas or L.A. I think it almost might be one where they randomly get a win. Instead, now I'm worried about that Friday matinee. I'm f- I also I'm fired up for that postcast because that's going to be right in the witching hour of Friday evening. <laughs> it's hard for me to get fired up about any of these games, Ross. Like, I, like honestly, in my mind, I just have so many depressing analogies. Like, I don't I don't have like lots to go on for this game. Like when we were talking about this team is rock bottom, and at rock bottom, you find the tank <laughs> simulator spinner. It just seems like this team's got a shovel. They're digging, they're digging, they're digging, they're going down, they're going down. Boom, you hit rock bottom. And instead of being like, all right, guys, we're at rock bottom. Let's try going up now. They're like, nope, bring in the heavy machinery. We're going to drill through this through this rock bottom, and we're going to go even lower than you possibly think we could. And that's that's where this team's at. Like, there's there's no excuse for how flat they were in that period. Like you mentioned, there's no piss and vinegar because Russ, you only get that upset and frustrated when you're trying to reach a goal and and you don't get it. Like, what are the Sens' goals right now? Like, a goal was to start this road trip off with a win up against a team that you should have a better roster, that you do have a better roster, and even with the injuries. And they have one good period, they hang their hat on that, and then they're done. Like, so so at this point, you're like our goal isn't even worth fighting for anymore. It's already gone. And you got to play six, what, 63 more games or whatever it is. Like there is so much hockey left to be played. And this team is just going to have to slug their way through these awful, awful games. And like, like Vegas is, they're going to make a mockery of the Sens. Like this is going to be an absolute shit show. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa, I believe uh, one win. Vegas, Ottawa, head-to-head. I want to say they have one win lifetime against Vegas. Yes, the Ottawa Senators are 1-8-1 and one lifetime. Oh, my God. Vegas. That's worse than I thought. Yes. Uh, let's play guess that win. Do you remember the win? No. 
Of course no, you don't. I don't remember it. It's from 2018. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> they won 5-4 in that game. They scored three goals in the second period. Kind of a uh, wow. shoe on the other foot from what we saw last night where the Senators gave up three goals in the second period. They lose the game. Pillsy, if you're DJ Smith, if you're Pierre Dorian, what the heck do you do right now? Let's tell you about that after a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Pillsy, this episode is brought to you by... Simply Safe. Guys, if you've thought about securing your home with home security and you've been putting it off like the Ottawa Senators have been putting off trying to stop goals getting in their net, you'll want to listen up because right now you can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Half off, guys. This is the biggest offer of the year. They're not going to do more than this. They're basically giving it away here. And did you know over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft, people stealing Amazon packages off porches, stuff like that, that spikes nationally? Well, there is a way you can help fight against that. It's simply safe. They were named the best home security of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. A third year in a row, so it's not a fluke. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. You're not going to find that anywhere else to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real. So they make sure it's not just a squirrel running across your porch. It's a real threat. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, and HD security cameras for inside and out. So none of this fuzziness. You're going to know exactly what's going on with the top-rated Simply Safe app. You can stay in control with your system anytime anywhere arm or disarm unlock for a guest access your camera whatever you can feel comfortable when you're away from your home that your home is protected so don't miss on your chance to save big on the only security system i recommend get 50 percent off any new simply safe security system at simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl one more time guys biggest discount of the year 50 percent off simplysafe.com slash locked on nhl there's no safe like simply safe You want to make like the sense and just fold the 10 early today? It's hard to talk about this team every day when they're playing like this. Like, Ross, I miss the offseason. The offseason when we could just speculate, look at contracts, signings, start putting lines together, and then we can pretend like this team is going to be as good as it seemed on paper because watching this day in and day out, like staying up that late, for that, it was not fun. Yeah, shout out Central Time. Um, but <laughs> all, that, all that to say, and I mean, our, our friend uh, Brian Five or Six said it best. Ottawa Senators fans deserve all the flack that we're getting for hyping this team going into the year. This is not a good hockey team. Yeah, but come on. We had a moment to be, to be proud and happy. And even people that weren't Sens fans were like, yo, the Sens are looking nice. Like that Giroux signing is exactly what they need they got a steal of a deal for alex to they locked up some of their core guys jake sanderson's gonna come in he's gonna be a stud they got a, another veteran goalie they shored up their goaltending they added to their bottom six with tyler mott like it really they did add, they didn't add to the bottom six they replaced alex formanton who's really still the elephant in the room now eight days until his fate has to be decided 
Yeah, but and, that's and all well and good, but not. You lose two thirds of of a third line. Yeah, see, I would rather talk about that. Even though Connor Brown is uh, unfortunately injured all year, that's tough for him in a contract year. But why did they feel the need to trade him for a second round pick at that time? I know he doesn't fit into the plans, but why not keep him and see how it goes, and then trade him at the deadline or something like? The only thing we had solace in is like, oh, they got that second round pick because there's already a deal in place to acquire another defenseman. They're sitting here. They Their defense core is one of the worst in the league. They desperately need help and they have a second round pick just chilling. Yeah. Like I, I'm done talking about Alex Formanton, Ross. I know it's a hot topic and I know he would improve this team, but there is no new news. I anticipate there's not going to be any new news. December 1st is going to roll along, and that's that. So I don't have a lot of interest in talking about Alex Formanton being like, oh, if they sign him, this will change things. It'll turn things around. No, it's not going to. No, but he's better than Tyler Mott. So when you mentioned that in the offseason, they improved their bottom six by getting Tyler Mott. If they no, added- I didn't say they improved. They added a, a right. bottom six guy. But yeah, that's... Yeah, it's... Uh, As a hockey player, Formanton's better than Tyler Mott. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So anyways, it's it's a it's a moot point because it's not going to happen. Like if if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Yeah, and we're kind of focusing on the wrong thing because it's the decor that's really just atrocious. And yeah, no- and they need another centerman. Like you talked about, Derek Brassard being uh, Alex DeBrinket's top partner. Like they might as well have kept Chris Tierney at this point, right? Like, and look, I like Derek Brassard too. I thought it was a smart signing, but he is supposed to be a plug and play extra. Not a 75 games a year second line center. So, but at this point, Ross, there's no point in acquiring another center. There's no point in acquiring a defenseman uh, unless unless it's just a lateral move, like uh, like you're just shipping one contract out for another just to try to change things. Because there's no point investing any future assets and trying to improve this team right now. Because this team right now isn't going anywhere, especially with the knowledge that Josh Norris is likely going to be out all year so when he was brought in Derek Broussard this is oh he's gonna play that role that Jason Spezza played in Toronto okay Jason Spezza over three years in Toronto averaged 10 minutes and and 50 seconds of ice time over three years yeah Derek Broussard is averaging like basically his career average in ice time he's averaging over 14 minutes I just I just don't get it like his last year in Ottawa, he was up at uh, at eighteen. I mean, that was that was tough in itself. But he's playing third line minutes plus power play. He's out there on the penalty kill. Like I know that he's not a make or break guy. He's just kind of kind of there. But you need a difference maker up the middle, just despite or in um, even with the injury to to Josh Norris. So this team, there's a lot of flaws. And they have, I, I do, one thing I do appreciate is that they're not rushing Ridley Gregg. I, I think it is best for him to be in, in Belleville yeah. this year. But that is a silver lining on a very, very dark cloud. And plus, like, do you want to bring Ridley Gregg up and be like, here, welcome to your Ottawa Senators. This is what's waiting on the other side. Uh, what, what are we on, the fifth straight losing season? Yep. Uh, like- sixth. Fifth? Dude, it's been so I long. cannot keep track of the losing. This is the point we're at. 2018-19. Yeah, this is the fifth straight. Fifth straight where they're out of it in the first 20 games. Yeah, so Rid- Ridley's going to come up. He- Brady's going to take him under his wing and be like, all right, Ridley, get used to 
draft lottery simulators. That's what we do here. Yeah, I shouldn't actually say that. It's actually their sixth season because six years ago was where they went to Europe, thought that they were going to come back and yeah. be world beaters with Matt Duchesne and instead just fell off an absolute cliff. Now your Ottawa Senators have two wins in their last 12 games. If you're sitting in Pierre Dorian's chair right now, what the heck are you doing? Honestly, Ross, probably nothing. Like, what are you going to do that's going to... I guess what I'm saying is there's no point in making a desperate move to try to improve this team. There's only one reason you would do that, Ross. If you believe your job is in danger and you're making a desperation move. That's that's the only reason you make a move right now because this team is so out of it already, 20 games in. Groundhog Day. Yeah, not even 20. I don't even want to know where it's going to be at 20. So there's no point in making a desperate move and kind of ruining your, your future here. You know, like you need to time things properly. And I think the Sens thought they timed this offseason properly because they thought, okay, Detroit, Buffalo, they're all kind of moving up. They're not no longer going down. So if we can one up them, you know, rising tide floats all boats, we'll be the highest boat up there and we can hopefully knock down a team and sneak into a wild card. But now, that's like we talked about, the Senators are not the rising boat in this tide, they're the sinking Titanic. And now it's harder and harder to stay afloat. So this team, like, there's no chance they can stay afloat here. And if you're Pierre Dorian, I think you just got to sit with what the mess you've made. Just sit in your own puddle. Yeah. Because, like you said, let's go back to the Titanic analogy, which feels feels apt to describe what, what the, the sentiment is around this team right now. If you know that the Titanic's sinking... Are you going to go back into your room and catch a few Z's? Are you going to grab a life jacket? Like, like, what are you doing? That's what Pierre Dorian has to do. Or are you sitting and watching the band? You and I just fiddling away. Yeah, hey, maybe in Vegas the slots will go our way. I, I don't know. <laughs> this team, man. <laughs> are we going to be the official podcast of the Belleville Sense? Because, I mean, even Ottawa's playing like it right now. Those two, and when we started the third segment, it reminded me of the third period last night. You're, you're down big. Like, at this point, the Senators can't win when they're down after two periods. So, it's almost no. a new point right now um, from that standpoint. But when you're also starting the period and your first two rushes over the, the blue line are atrocious giveaways. Like, Batherson first then Brady Kachuk, and even in the second period when it was 3-1, Claude Giroux had a golden opportunity to step into a slap shot, and he passed it into a maze of bodies. Turnover goes the other way. This team, they're, they're gripping the sticks too tight. They're not putting pucks on net. They had 21 shots last night, Bills. 21 shots, and 13 were in the first period. It's not good enough. It, it really isn't, and, and I, I don't, Wait, I don't no, know. No, they had like 38 shots. Oh, my, my apologies. I was looking at the end of the second period. Okay, I was like, wait a second. The game was over after two periods. But opinion. that's almost worse, Ross. Like, they're getting the shots. They just suck. <laughs> like, like hey. Capo Kakinen looks like a Vesna candidate out there. And he's been arguably one of the worst goalies this season. Yeah, doesn't make much sense. Yeah, 21 shots after the second period. And then they had 17 and third. But again, it's too little too late with this team. Like, like, like the Vegas game at home. Like when, once they're down and out, it's like, oh, here, here's a little bit of life at the end. 
And the worst thing is, Ross, that's what they're going to do with this season like they've done the past three years. They're going to, it's it's sinking all the way to the bottom. And then at the end of the year, they're going to string together a couple nice stretches and we're going to feel good about ourselves. And then it's just set ourselves up to fail yet again. Okay, let's give a shout out to our friend Brent Wallace coming in hot the podcast. Uh, he just put up a graphic on Twitter. Most games coached in franchise history. Jacques Martin, no surprise. First, 528 games. Paul McClain is second with 238 games. DJ's Rick, right there. Rick Bonus is third with 235, right behind Paul McClain. And DJ Smith at 227, the fourth most yeah. games coached than anyone else. And then he puts a little note here, Brent Wallace again, credit to him. Mar- Jacques Martin has more wins than anyone else has coached games. He has 246 wins as the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. That is a very damning statistic if you look but, at it. But the thing what's is, worse, I, what's worse though, that or the fact that they have 35 road wins in 110 games? That's yeah. so bad. I, I don't take too much stock into those stats, Ross, because in that time, they were supposed to be bad. They were rebuilding, they were designed to be bad. But that was supposed to be over. Like you spend so much money in the offseason, you bring in respected veterans like Cam Talbot, like Claude Giroux. You bring in arguably one of the best goal scorers in the entire league and Alex Dabrinkit. All this is supposed to change. You have your fifth overall draft pick shined up and ready to go for the NHL and he's looking great. And and it's not happening. So like all the past DJ Smith stats, I don't really I don't really care too much about because that that was where that team was supposed to be. But now that that team's not supposed to be there anymore, it can't continue like that. And we like DJ. We've said it. He's been on the show. It, it was a great interview. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. I think he's a good motivator. I think the the guys want want to play good for him. But at this point, it's it's worn thin. Like it like his what he's trying to do is not working. Unfortunately, that's why I kind of mentioned I'm not so much on the fire DJ like bust down his office door and be like, get out of here and call security. It's more just sit down and be like, look, DJ, I, I like, I like what you've been trying to do. I like how you've, you've handled yourself, whatever, but things are not working. This is a results-based business and we got to go in a different direction. Like that's where I'm at right now. It's not, it's not anger. It's not pointing the blame and shaming DJ. It's just like, look, you've been trying and it ain't working. So even if, even if they change and it gets worse, I think I'd be on board for that because th- there needs to be a change here. Like, like Brady Kachuk was pissed off about all the negativity going towards the coach. What do you what do you expect? Yeah, but what do you expect him to say too? Right? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not down on Brady. I'm just saying, if you're the players and you're like, man, they're so negative about the coach here. Well, yeah. And look, you, maybe a lot of listeners are laughing at me right now, being like, Pilsy, you were the one that was sticking up for DJ, and you kept supporting him. And I tried. I I did what I could. I was like, okay, I don't think this is all on DJ, and I still don't think it's all on DJ. But there's only so many major moves you can make, especially in a team that a lot of your guys are locked up long term, and other GMs know you're drowning, as uh, Elliot Friedman likes to say. When you're a GM and you're drowning, they don't throw you life rafts; they throw you anvils. They want to sink you even more. So you're not gonna get any good deals because people know you're desperate. You don't have any leverage. So at this point, the DJ Smith exper- experience experiment in Ottawa is is just done. 
Yeah, it really feels that way. So you want a, a more recent stat then. Ottawa on the road this season, 1-5-1 and one in seven games. The second worst points percentage in the National Hockey League behind, yes, you guessed it, the Anaheim Ducks, who also have two wins on the road, but they've played five more games. So points percentage-wise, still a little bit lower. The Sens are allowing almost four goals against per game on the road. They just, they've just they never been able to play well away from home, and that, to me, is when it's more challenging for a coach, right? You don't have last change. You have to kind of be able to, to adjust on the fly and have players take quick shifts to get the matchups you want. And it just seems like this team is missing a veteran coach who's been through the battles, been through the rigors, and there's two that are sitting at home in Ottawa. Alain Vigneault and Claude Julien are both just sitting at home in Ottawa. It just seems like, and I know, uh, especially Julien, maybe not the best reputation with developing young players, but mm. these young players aren't that young anymore. Brady Kachuk's in his fifth year in the National Hockey League. Thomas Shabbat's in his sixth. These guys are are veterans now. Like it just something something here needs to improve, and we're gonna go back to the drawing board and try to figure it out next time we chat. It will be a game day. The Ottawa Senators will take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, the same Vegas Golden Knights that find themselves with a 15-4-1 record through 20 wow. games. Yes, the same ones who are third in points in the entire National Hockey League. Yes, those Vegas Golden Knights that are captained by Mark Stone. Mark Stone, <laughs> the one that got away, is potentially going to put a nail in the coffin of this Ottawa Senators team. Pilsy, any final thoughts before we go? I I don't have much. Like <laughs> this sucks watching this team and being bamboozled after a great offseason that this would be a team that, that like I don't even need wins, Ross. Like that's that's where we're at. It's not even about wins. Like, show me something. Like give me some excitement. Back to back games where you allow 10 goals and score two. Like, I almost miss the days when this team was rebuilding, and it's like, we don't care if they win or lose. Just show us some fun hockey. Entertain us. <laughs> and there's, yeah. it's not entertaining. Yeah, it's not entertaining at all. And it just feels like, yeah. I mean, look at the decor, even just what's there. I, I think there's enough blame to go around. And the only light at the end of the tunnel, let's leave with a little glimmer of positivity, hmm. is that it does seem like there's a lot of smoke around the sale of the Ottawa Senators. And, Verbal meme, the Grim Reaper banging down the doors. I have a feeling that could be what happens immediately after new ownership is in place, especially if things don't get turned around in a hurry. We always say there's not a dull day in Sen's land, win, lose, or draw. It really feels like that trend will continue. We'll be with you every step of the way. But for today, we say goodbye. We'll regroup. We'll get back to you tomorrow. We've got a Send Central citizen. Cole Jackson's going to join us. Oscar Pettersson later this week was tearing up the Swedish junior hockey ranks. And we'll all get into all that. And we'll take your um, input as well in the postcast tomorrow night. We want to know as a fan, where are you at with this team? Let us know that in the comments as well. Wait, before you go, uh, before you wrap up, Ross, I do have one thing to mention. Guys, check out our merch store. We got two new designs coming out. I believe it's the Not Math Guys design and another Send Central uh, podcast logo shirt and sweater. So if you guys haven't already, it's get colder, get your sweaters, get your winter outfits all, all made up. Check out our merch store. 
there's there's a lot on there all, all different sizes different colors different designs different styles of shirts sweaters so check it out today and you know we aren't math guys but it doesn't take a genius to see that the ottawa senators are nine points out of a playoff spot and they've only played in 18 games so let that sink in here as we go through another day of ottawa senators hockey for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan and this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day.